Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Dead and Married. I'm Travis. You mean Pillow Talk? It's the same thing. No, Pillow Talk, presented no. by Dead and Married. <laughs> it's still Pillow Talk. I'm still Travis. <laughs> Hi everybody, I'm still Ashley. And after two false starts, I've been informed that more foreplay is required yeah, to begin an episode. Like, like, okay, we're talking about just having a conversation here. I mean, that's that's the entire basis of this show. So are we going to talk about foreplay? But you just... <laughs> He just wants to jump to the main act already. Just get to it. <laughs> like it's too you're you're hyping us way too up too much up for a Sunday. Like I'm 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 tired today, dude. Like you're, you're I'm tired. so fucking tired. I have to be at work at three o'clock in the morning. I hear you. It's God, this week though was like one of the longest weeks of my life, I swear to God, or at least one of my out of my professional life. It's oh man, I think I think we're probably gonna talk about it a lot. I mean, even like lumped into our questions because this week brought me perspective in a lot of things and boy howdy this week fucking sucked How, how's work going for you lately um it's been it's been tough uh i don't know I, does everybody i deliver beer like that's that's what i do kegs specifically and uh i work up in arlington around the ballpark cowboy stadium and so between baseball which i don't know if it's over or not i don't keep up with sports and then the beginning of uh the nfl season i've kind of been getting my ass kicked up there yeah so but hey there's a there's a bright spot you know you you get some cool perks once in a while we've gotten to we've definitely gotten to, to go and see things that we and go to different places that we probably would not have been to otherwise without this job but also they're throwing in like a trip like a family trip to six flags next weekend for us right yeah yeah it's a company company trip kind of thing well, they're buying the tickets. Yeah. To get us in, but and before everybody's and like, I'm sure Aww. there'll be free beer, so <laughs> or vouchers for free beer. We're not big theme park people. I don't like it. Like, okay, okay. L- not l- that I'm not grateful for them doing something for us. That's not the thing. I'm just not a big yeah let's, theme park. Let's guy. rephrase on this, okay? Um, it's not that I don't like theme parks. I think theme parks are fun. I enjoy going. We went last year for the 4th of July to Six Flags just to check out their fireworks display because kind of, I don't know. I'm fire- that trip was so ridiculous. <laughs> that whole thing happened because we couldn't find a place to park to watch fireworks here. Well, I didn't think, I think uh, at the time too, they weren't doing them here this year. I don't know. Fireworks seem to be kind of a mixed bag type of scenario now because understandably you have a lot of people that don't care for it now because of their dogs getting scared or you have soldiers who it it frightens them and then plus I don't know as much as I enjoy watching the actual fireworks it is kind of a pain in the ass still that you have to go early and find a spot and then you have to sit there and just I don't know basically stare at each other until they happen yeah, and then you have here. the fucking ridiculous traffic to go back home yeah especially here because the I guess they do they do the fireworks from a barge in the lake mm-hmm. so it's it's pretty cool they do a good job but um people start parking their cars in stupid places in the morning yeah like they don't even they don't even wait till later in the afternoon like nine o'clock in the morning you've got people that are staking out their spots putting up <laughs> caution tape setting up their fucking gazebo and it's just insane but that's how we ended up there because we didn't want to mess with the traffic here and 
there's a nearby town that does a, a really good display that we'd been to a couple of times. We didn't want to go there. Well, and so it, it turned there's into, still COVID stuff happening too, yeah. where they haven't had these big events in the last couple of years right. either. So we were just like, fuck it. Let's go to Six Flags. They'll have fireworks. Yeah. That, so, that's such a stupid conclusion for us to come to, by the way. <laughs> like that was completely ridiculous. You know what? I had a good time. It was, yeah. But where I was leading to with that was that I enjoy going. There's fun things to do with them. I'm just not a ride person. I've got um, I've got some underlying PTSD where amusement park rides are involved. So we were talking about it earlier, like, okay, so what all are we going to be doing? So as it stands right now, we're actually going to be going at a pretty cool time because not only is Oktoberfest going to be going on, um, but also because... It'll be like the second day of Fright Fest. Yeah. So yay, I'm excited about that because I've never actually been to one of those because it's always like, uh, I don't want to mess with the crowds. Like, oh man, the last time when when we went July 4th, you could not stir us with a stick. And this was at the height of COVID. So pretty, pretty nuts stuff. It's, it's not... going to be really crowded up there. Yeah, it's going to be ridiculous. But it's a Sunday when we're going. It's going to be a Sunday. So hopefully it's not going to be too crowded. No, it's going to be. It's going to be stupid. <laughs> I don't know. The last few times we've driven by it, I haven't seen a lot of rides going. I don't know. Maybe it's because yeah. it was hot as balls this summer. I don't know. I'm ridiculously hot. I'm up there a lot around it and I don't I don't see the rides going very often. So Yeah. I don't know. So I'm hoping it's not going to be terrible. But it should be cooler than it has been all summer. And with Fright Fest starting up, you know, it's a big deal. They got haunted houses and shit up there. So Yeah, but we're only going between certain hours, too, because, you know, both of us, of course, have got to work the next day. The kids have school. Yeah. And I'll have I'll have to be at work at goddamn early in the morning. Yeah. So I Monday, don't know so. that we're really going to be able to take advantage of the nighttime stuff that they're going to have. But nonetheless, I'm still excited to see, you know, what we can. But every time we go i mean am i am i the only one alone in this guys that i i hate rides like so much i used to actually really love rides like when i was a little kid i would get on roller coasters um i would get on fast stuff but i had um i had a couple incidents when i was a kid once at fiesta texas and well hell they i think they were both at fiesta texas actually i was thinking sea world but um no i had a thing where there were a couple of rides that i was really nervous to get on and and my mom and my the stepdad I had at the time pretty much forced me to get on it, even though I told them I was afraid to get on it, and then did fuck all to make me feel better about it. They're the kinds that would ag on the rides, you know, make them spin faster or whatever, just to watch me squirm and, you know, crawl down in my seat and scream and cry, and they thought it was hilarious. So as a result of that one very bad trip, I don't really ride stuff anymore. Yeah. Like, it freaks my shit out. Well, the good news is uh, my brother and his wife are going as well because mm -hmm. we both work there so he can ride the tall shit with london because i don't do high places see that's strange because you don't. used to get on some of that shit too i i got on the shorter of the high ones <laughs> right like i'll ride the judge roy scream it's not that fast it's not that tall i will never get on the titan it's not gonna happen and that superman thing that throws you up in the air and bounces you up and down and then drops you fuck that you've done the texas giant though right no no won't do it or the rattler i did do the rattler at fiesta texas yeah it sucked <laughs> 
I just, I, I can't understand there to this day pee. why people think that riding a wooden roller coaster is a good thing. Like, I've watched those suckers from the sidelines and all the wobbling and shit. Like, no, you could not pay me to get on there. So the Rattler, I was honestly worried that just the ride itself, not that it was going to like come apart or fall apart or whatever, but that it was going to beat me to death. Like mm-hmm. I was going to be bludgeoned right. while I was on that ride. It was, yeah, they're really rough. And I think that's just a characteristic of, of a wooden coaster. I don't know. I've only been on one, so I... <laughs> And it was shit, so I don't know. Yeah, but I just, from what I understand, like the Texas Giant beats the hell out of you too, so. I just remember like a few trips ago to Six Flags, you and your brother, you got on quite a bit. That was a dirty fucking trick. <laughs> he did that. He bought the Flash Pass and then guilted me into it. Yeah. Yeah, he guilted me in, into getting on, uh, was it Mr. Freeze? Uh-huh. And my stupid brain didn't put it together when I when we were got up to the front of the line to get in that all the cars were backwards, so they were running it in reverse. So I'm sitting there thinking... How's this going to go? And then it fired me out of the tunnel backwards. Yeah. And then the part where it goes straight up and you go back through the same track again, because it's like an out and back, it, you know, there's no loop. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. So instead of pointing up on the vertical section, looking at the sky before falling down backwards, you see the ground coming at you because you're facing down. It was awful. <laughs> thinking because i know that usually fast is not a thing that bothers you no i like fast i just don't like high you like fast ricky bobby yes yeah i want to go fast i just don't want to go fast in a high place see this is the person that terrorized me and anything with four wheels from the time we started dating yeah yeah but no i don't do heights at all i i don't do heights i don't do heights i don't do fast i don't do around like any of those things i just i can't handle yeah, it. and and london's already talking about i guess tom told her that they were gonna he was gonna do the dive bomber again with her or something I, like that i don't know with the big the big the, it's a giant swing but you're laying down it's a heart attack for me that's what it is <sighs> i don't was it they drop no. you from so many feet high in the air and you just swing back and forth yeah yeah, I mean, that's all it is. It's a big swing. It's just yeah. way too high off the ground. Oh, my God. It's awful. Like, I, I had a heart attack watching her ride that thing because you're always worried, like, you know, is this going to be one of the rare instances that a cable's going to snap or, you know, and then it's going to launch her daughter like several hundred feet. Oh, I was I was already <laughs> making, a, I was making a list while they were doing it. I was like, okay, if something goes wrong and something happens to my daughter, I'm going to start with the guy that buckled him in and then I'm going to get the guy at the controls and then I'm going to get that guy and then that guy. <laughs> it's all their fault. But anyway, the point is, my brother will be there to ride the scary things with London because no one else in the family will. Yeah. I will ride the kitty rides with <laughs> Isabel. And I don't know. I think we're, I don't know. They used to have like shows and shit there. Like you went in and you, you sat to, down. Yeah. And, and that doesn't seem to be as much of a thing anymore. Yeah, not so much. Uh, Aiden will ride some of the stuff. Like he's he's kind of like you. If it's a little bit shorter, he's okay. He, I don't think he minds fast so much either. But Isabel's like me. She just wants fuck all to do with it. Yeah. You remember, was it the Conquistador? The boat that swings back and forth that yeah. we put Isabel on? And we sat in the middle, so it would be the lowest part of it. Oh, I didn't ride it. <laughs> and she freaked out. Yeah. But one thing that me and Aiden are really, really good at. Tea and cups. I don't know what the fuck it's called at Six Flags, but the teacups. Yeah. And uh, my brother and I set a land speed record in one of those one time. <laughs> like even the guy, that he was like, I've never seen one of those spin that fast. Thank you very much. Yeah. See, that's one of the rides that my parents scared me on. Only at Fiesta Texas it was like these giant billiards balls or pool balls, whoever, whatever. Right. Um, and that was the same thing. You got inside one of the balls. There was a giant wheel in the middle and then it would already spin. But then somebody would grab the wheel in the middle and spin you that much faster. And I mean, I was climbing the walls in that thing. Like I was so fucking scared. It, my stepfather thought that was fucking hilarious and he would just spin it even faster, even though I was begging him to stop. Yeah, that's the reason you won't get in our teacup. No. <laughs> and uh, the other one was the lock ride. 
which I know sounds fucking ridiculous, but I don't do dropping very well. Like even in a car, if you go down a hill too sharp, that feeling of, you know, your your stomach going up into your throat, I cannot stand that feeling. You know what my problem is with those? Those water rides? How clean do you think that water is? See, I was going to say, I'm much more of a water park kind of gal. I don't mind like water slides and okay, stuff like so that. Okay, the, so the water in the log ride is still probably cleaner than the water in a water park. <laughs> probably, probably. But, but it's been I don't want that shit on me. ridiculously long, like, me, like a couple of decades and then some since I've been to a water park. Yeah, I I've been to one water, two. I've been to two water parks in my life. And yeah. that was it. Um, once when I was a kid. And then when we went to visit your sister, they took us to one that was up oh, there. Oh, I forgot about that one. So I went to that one and then went to SeaWorld when I was a kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We went to SeaWorld like a couple of years ago too, didn't we? But yeah, but it got about, rained out. Yeah, we, we ended up having to leave like, what, an hour in because it got rained out. Yeah, we were like, they were shutting. It didn't make any sense. And I got, I got pretty shitty with the people, the customer service people oh, I talked to yeah, on the phone. Oh, yeah, you went full Karen, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Well, here's the thing is that they were shutting rides down when we went in, but they still took our tickets. They were still letting people in and then doing this bullshit where, well, we'll even though we shut the, the park down 10 minutes after you walked through the front gate, because your ticket got scanned, we won't give you a refund. Yeah. We'll give you tickets for some other time. I was like, well, I'm not ever coming back down here. Yeah. Like, I'm like, why? After this experience, why would I want to come back? Right. And... Because like they could look at the ticket and be like, yeah, well, sorry, we scanned it 20 minutes ago and everything was already shut down, but shit happens. So you're fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Before anybody's like, well, if they gave you tickets for another time, why didn't you take advantage? I'm going to introduce you to Travis. <laughs> the thing was, is that that was like a vacation and I had no idea when we were going to be able to do it again. Right. So for them to say, well, just, you know, you can, we'll give you some tickets. Just pick a date. I, I don't know when the fuck that's going to be. Just give me my money back and I will buy tickets when I am next able to come back. Right. But no. anyway, it was we all just, bullshit. Yeah. We just, we, like I said, we just don't have the best experiences at theme parks. Now, that being said, there are ones that I would still like to visit. You know, I think uh, I, I've never been to, to Disney World. I'd fucking love to go there. I would love to go to Universal Studios. But, you know, unfortunately, going from Texas to Florida, and I know, you know, somebody out there is going, well, that's not that fucking far. Um, a family of five. Yeah, that's a, that's far to be with your kids. It's too fucking expensive for us to fly five people down there and the expense of driving five people down there not to mention you know the way gas prices are now it's just it's insane it's you know my uh sorry robin my sister gets mad at me all the time because she's like why can't you guys come drive to see us i'm like there's a big difference between loading up five people and going you know a few hours away for a day trip or whatever and going 10 fucking hours with a family of five it's the expense is unreal not to mention you kind of want to murder everybody before you're there yeah those trips can get pretty i still like i like road trips but i do too yeah don't get me wrong but, uh, i'm just i'm gonna be honest i i don't really have much interest in going to disney world it's gonna be super fucking crowded and i'm not a huge fan of crowds people so we're we're an anxious disney <laughs> disney is not on my bucket list so it is mine but you know but uh no i can't think of any theme park that i'm like i really want to go to this one not, not so much really you don't want to see the wizarding world of harry potter no not so much I thought there was a time that you did. You there, really there was a time, and then I, I, I got some sense, and I'm like, no. Yeah. Realistically, I don't want to go deal with all those people. Yeah, that's. I think that's a big thing for for probably the majority of us, maybe minus London, because 
Well, no, no, no. London has her thing too. She calls it her social battery. I'm using in quotes where she's like, mom, my social battery's drained. I cannot take people anymore today. <laughs> so so just to clarify, um, we went to a con. I don't remember which one it was. It was uh, the guy from Doctor, not Doctor Who. Yeah, it was. The guy well, he wasn't Doctor Who, yeah. <laughs> but he was in another, uh, was a torture. Arrow. He was in, wasn't it? Yeah, he, well, yes. Stephen Amell was in there, but that other guy. Anyway, doesn't matter. Some guy. <laughs> John Barrowman. Yeah, him. And, uh. And that was cool. And it was super crowded. But I got, I was okay with it because it was just a bunch of, well, it was just a bunch of us nerdy people. And everybody was there for kind of for the same thing. And there weren't assholes there. Mm-hmm. Everybody, I don't know. Everybody was just there to have a good time. It was a good environment. You go to a theme park, there's always an asshole. <laughs> or a hundred of them. So I can't believe. I just don't. Yeah. I can't believe I'm failing to bring this up because I did one of the coolest fucking things last month. And that was that I got to go to my first concert in years. And of course, it's one of those things. Once you've been to one, it's kind of like tattoos. Once you get one, you feel like you need to go get all of them. So I, uh, my mom and I and Aiden and London got to Aiden and London, you know, this being their first concert, we got to go see Motley Crue last, last month at the end of August, uh, right after school started so the kids were in school for like I don't know two three days and then I took them back out <laughs> so we could go do this and man it's been about a month now just about since we went and the kids are still riding high off that show the only concert I've ever been to was uh, was it family values tour or whatever no 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 no, no. we were I was whatever still in high was. school during family it values was, times it was project revolution yeah whatever it was um, whatever me with, with your whatever 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 <clears throat> well whatever it was <laughs> It was what? Corn and Lincoln Park and Snoop. Snoop. Uh, and the used. So I think the different. I didn't. That crowd. It was a lot younger. I think that's the thing is that it was a younger crowd and they were dicks, especially the people that were in front of us. Um, that experience kind of ruined me for concerts. Uh, maybe Motley Crue's different because that was an older crowd. That wasn't. Um, You'd be surprised. Well, I mean, they were closer to our age, weren't they? I mean, there weren't like um, a bunch of really young kids. There. I mean, there may have been a few. There there were but, people who brought kind of like, you know, the same age group of Aiden and London. It was it was older teens that were there. Um, people closer to my mom's age, I, yeah. I would say there maybe there were some people. Yeah, it was definitely my mom's age, our age. I guess what I'm thinking is there's probably not a mosh pit at a Motley Crue concert. No, there was not. There, yeah, there definitely was not a pit That's kind of what I'm, that, that's what I'm thinking is there's not a bunch of idiots down there flailing at each other. But at any rate, we, what's the word for, we went on a tangent, we tangented. <laughs> <laughs> we got distracted. We got distracted. So there's a long way around basically to talk about what you're doing at work. <laughs> yeah, because we delivered to the uh, Globe Life Park. Yeah. Where you went. Which is so. where I went, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't have anything exciting going on at work because, well, I mean, I guess I do and I don't. So I was talking about that this was a really long week at work. And that's because, so full disclosure here, you know, you guys have heard for a couple of months, you know, hey, I'm going to school. I'm going to be a phlebotomist or EKG tech. And I'm really excited. So, and then I said, like the week that I graduated from school, I had a job like within the same week. And I'm going to tell you guys, just a tip from me to you, if you are going and looking for a job and it's not necessarily the job you want, but you apply for it anyway. And that kind of like, I'm just going to get my resume out there and, you know, see if if anyone's even going to bite back. If you have someone call you immediately, run. You need to question why they're doing that because eight times out of 10, I'll say it's because they're desperate. And then you got to wonder why are they so desperate to hire somebody? Now, I'm not going to go into all the politics about this, you know, because I've had 
numerous conversations with people about, well, nobody wants to work anymore, blah, 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 COVID, blah, 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 government. I'm not getting into all that <laughs> right now, but, <laughs> but a lot of places have high turnover because of the way the company treats its employees. One of which not paying a fair wage for ridiculous amounts of hours, which is what my current job had me doing. So former job, former job now. Yes. Because the reason my, my work week was so long was because I actually got contacted by the job that I actually wanted. (laughs) So the job that I just left had nothing, had fuck all to do with phlebotomy, period. I went in and they told me I was going to be a medical assistant, right? Like, so I'm thinking, okay, so not only am I going to be doing phlebotomy, I'm going to also be doing EKG. I'm going to be doing injections. I'm going to be doing all this really cool shit. Get to the interview and they're like, oh, well, it's not really going to be medical medical assisting. And so I'm already sitting there like, why did you call me then? Because I meet these qualifications. So what am I going to be doing? Well, it turned out they wanted a receptionist. So at time, it was kind of like, okay, nobody else is really biting back. So I'm going to go ahead and take this job just so I get some income coming in. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. I will get into, as we go through our questions, I will get into more of why I left that job in the first place. But I'm going to tell anybody out there right now who's listening, if you're an employer, if you're somebody who's ostracizing the new girl, please don't. Like, just stop. And we'll leave it at that for now. But all of that to say that I did get the job I wanted. I'm going to be starting next week. Actually, I'm going in tomorrow to start, you know, background check and paperwork. So fucking finally. <laughs> yeah. So, well, we've had, we have kind of a staffing issue where I work too, or we have been, uh, but it's not people not wanting to apply because it seems like everybody thinks that being a beer guy is going to be a cool thing until they show up and most of them make it a week. Some of them make it two. The rare few make it three. It's usually the the first time they have to pick up a keg and they realize holy shit this is real work and this is fucking heavy that keg weighs as much as i do <laughs> it's fucking heavy because they're 165 pounds that's where they start it's about 165 like they're where are usually your traps why don't you have traps yet because you lift with your legs <laughs> they're fucking heavy. Um, but yeah, that's that's our problem with turnover is that they think it's going to be some kind of cush job, right? Like I'm just going to ride around and then stock beer and everybody's going to love me because I'll show up in a truck that says beer on the side of it. But And then they're like, no, this you, you're going to work. You're going to work really hard mm-hmm. and you're going to be here for about 13 hours every day. Um, I like it and I like to work, uh, but there's a lot of people that they, they it's a very rude awakening for them when they're like, holy shit, I'm going to sweat. Yeah, you are, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, you're going to sweat. Texas motherfucker. Yeah, put put your big boy <laughs> shoes on. Let's go. I had one guy, he was he was one of my helpers. He's actually not with us anymore. And he was like, So when do we stop for lunch? Like, what the fuck did you just say to me? Lunch? What do you mean lunch? We don't stop for shit, bud. See, I don't I don't agree with that, and that'll come up in a question later. Yeah, well. <laughs> it's like, no, we You and I, you and I we pull land, off the dock, we're rolling beer till we clock out. Like that's how that goes. You and I land on two very opposite ends of the work spectrum. Like, you know, part of what this show is based on is Travis and I having opposite opinions on stuff and work is one of those too. So that's a that's a good way to segue into our questions from Karima this month. So do you do you want I don't, to I don't know that that topic relates necessarily. Yes, it does, because there's one question in particular where this is gonna come back up, at least for me. Okay. So it looks like I'm reading the questions. You are reading the questions. So this one, well, all of them, they all come from Karima. Thank you. Hey, girl. Hey. And uh, the first one is, what was cool when you were young, but isn't cool now? Um, everything. Vanilla ice. <laughs> 
There you go. I would say what I'll what tell you how old I am. <laughs> I didn't think he was cool, but a lot of people did. Him and MC Hammer. <laughs> uh, Pearl Jam, they used to be cool. Not anymore. I still like them. I, I was going to say, I think Pearl Jam is still pretty popular. I still honey. like... Well, yeah, they get made fun of a lot. You mean our child makes fun of them a lot? <laughs> yeah. Aiden, Aiden's trying to ruin Eddie Vedder for me, but it'll never happen. <laughs> we, we were... It was funny. Well, it, it actually... It didn't start with uh, Pearl Jam. It started with Stone Temple Pilots. He just needs to leave them alone. <laughs> So anybody who knows Stone Temple Pilots knows the song Interstate Love Song. And I don't even know how that got brought up. But Aiden started like getting his voice ready. Like, all right, London, put the song on. So she puts it on and he starts going into his impression of what um, I'm suddenly drawing a blank on his name. I feel like it's Scott something. Scott Weiland. Uh, he was going into what Scott Weiland Sound, would sound like so Aiden was we were driving around in Aiden's all and it was I'm not doing it justice Aiden was fucking hilarious and <laughs> so then that we were talking about how all of those guys sounded the same in that era right I know you don't agree I disagree firmly <laughs> with that statement but if you're talking about all these grunge era guys kurt cobain um eddie vetter scott wyland chris cornell they all kind of had a similar sound where they sounded like i i gotta disagree with you on chris cornell he he sounds unique he does sound unique but what i'm saying is you had all these songs where you couldn't necessarily understand all of the lyrics so you just kind of went along with it. Yeah, a lot of those guys were singing like they had a dick in their mouth. Um, I mean, I was going to say, you remember just, Weird Al did his version of Smells yeah, Like Teen Spirit. He and he was gargling, he was gargling marbles. marbles. Or was it water? And water. He did both. At the same. Yeah, no, I, it's fair. That's fair. <laughs> So That's fair. Um, Creed, there's another musical act. They were cool when I was younger, but they're oh, not anymore. I, I think... I'm, I'm trying to think of something other than music. Like, oh, there's a lot of slang that got used when I was a kid that was cool then. <laughs> there's it's more not than now. music that was not cool. And I am not... I'm not going to get into that. So... Um, I was watching, I was. I think it was a Watch Mojo video on the things that 90s kids did that they don't do anymore. And apart from music and most media, a lot of it was what we were putting into our bodies at that time. Like, um, oh my God, I can't remember the name of those drinks anymore. But it was like, um, oh, what would you call those things? I, I have no idea. Like, I know that Mondo is one of them. You're talking it's- about the Orbits drinks? And it was like, do you remember those? No. It was like a fruit drink, almost like Snapple, but it was usually clear and it had almost like boba in the bottom oh no 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 not that it was like the the kids drinks that were in the the little tube bottles you know and you twist off the little plastic top and there was one that featured monsters they had like monster bottles or whatever and i can't remember for the fucking life of me what they were called but it made me think of how many types of candy and fruit drinks and snacks did we put in our bodies that were just loaded with fucking dyes (laughs) they tasted like shit they didn't taste like anything but it was just sugar they tasted like sugar but all the you know proper propaganda and the commercials and stuff is like oh that's cool i want that <laughs> yeah I, there was a lot of the stuff when i was a kid that well back then they didn't give a shit if it was good for you or not they were yeah, just trying yeah. to sell it yeah and, that was my uh, point so it didn't matter like they put we're gonna put all the red dye in there and all the sugar all of it and the sugar and then we're gonna squeeze one drop of lemon juice in it and say it's got vitamin c <laughs> right it's got real fruit juice in it <laughs> real fruit juice because there was so much of that shit contains less than one percent of real fruit juice <laughs> 
not that things have gotten any better now. I mean, we're, you know, I've never lied about the fact that we're kind of chunk in this house. Um, We still put shit in our bodies now, but it just blew my mind at the just array of horrible things that were out there when we were kids. Yeah. So I guess outside of like pop culture, um, so I was born in 80. And so like for me, kids is like up till the late 90s, right? Mm -hmm. Up till 98. In 98, I was 18. So, you know, I was an adult at that point. So within that range, um, Ford Mustangs, they were cool when I was a kid. But has anybody seen what a 90s model Mustang looked like? They're straight trash. They're ugly. (laughs) And the Fox bodies in the 80s were even worse. God damn. But everybody thought they were cool. There was all kinds of shit that was cool when we were young. And then it's just, it's so bad now. Uh, I think for me, a lot of it, which is funny because we've got, and I'm I'm not trying to sound like a dick here, but we've got a lot of these Gen Z kids that have tried really hard to tell millennials that how they dress and how they wear their hair is cringe. It looks like shit. But then they're turning around and wearing the exact same things we wore in the 90s. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, how are you going to bag on our stuff and then take our stuff? <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of different attitudes about things now. So, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't want to wear leggings, but I want to wear mom jeans, which are the most unattractive jeans and mom that jeans there are. <laughs> that have never been cool. They may be comfortable, and I can respect that, but they're, they've never been cool. Yeah. Mom jeans are, have always been just kind of, yeah. I don't know. I'm just in in it's not like I don't try to perpetuate it because like Isabel she's a different breed of child right she's eight years old and I'm raising an emo slash goth slash hippie child because she only wants to wear black stuff for the most part and she wants to I remember oh my gosh I was going a while back to the mall to buy gifts for um a couple members of Podmortem and uh (laughs) And she wanted a spiked collar out of the store. Absolutely not. And I was like, dude, you are eight years old. That is not happening. No. (laughs) But she's been doing her thing like this year in particular where she's got like her little 90s grunge aesthetic going. And I'm not even trying to hinder it. I think it's fucking adorable. So. She's, I'm a, you know, I was a poor kid, so I didn't get to wear a lot of the things that I thought were cool when I was a kid. So now I'm kind of, now that she's interested in it, I'm having a fun time getting to let her be able to do it. Because I'm like, ooh, 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 and this is cool, and this is cool, and this is cool. And she's just like, yeah, bring it, give it, give it. She loves it. So it's fun. Yeah, it's. London always wants to dress like she's a homeless boy. So. (laughs) Yeah. I gotta have at least one kid I didn't have fun with. Right. Um. What else was cool when we were young, but is not anymore? So like, there were a million one-hit wonders. Oh yeah. When we were kids. Um. Outside of music, I guess television. There were a whole bunch of TV shows that came on and they ran for like one season. I just don't remember any of them. That's how terrible they were. Or you have The Simpsons that's going into like what season forty something this year. And The Simpsons, I, I just I don't watch The Simpsons. I've never been able to get into it. So to be fair, I didn't think it was cool when I was young either. <laughs> so I was I still allowed don't. to watch I know a lot it. Of people so. I know a lot of people like it clearly or it wouldn't be in its 47th season or whatever the fuck they're on but uh, I've never I was never a fan I guess I always thought you know if Bart if I'd go to school with Bart Simpson I'd probably beat his ass <laughs> <laughs> he looks like the kind of kid I just, I just we would not get along. Um, and everybody's going, oh, Travis is a bully, huh? No, <laughs> no, but he was a little shit. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard. Like that was a long ass time ago. Why are you asking me such hard questions, Karima? These are not hard questions. It is a hard question. Like, I feel just... like I need to give a well thought out, articulate <laughs> answer. And uh, I'm drawing a blank. 
on both, well thought just, out and articulate. I was going to say, JP asked us this kind of very similar question not that long ago, and that was really the only thing that I could come up with was that our fashion choices were awful. Oh, you remember you remember British Knights shoes? No, I don't. Okay. They were god-awful hideous, but they were the coolest thing when I was young. Like, yeah, they, I, you ran faster, you jumped <laughs> higher, you were awesome. They had a Union Jack on them. They were the No, bomb. I think I remembered that we all wore LA gear. And like, Jordash was cool then? Yeah, Jordash was cool. Yeah, I remember. And I, can you even find that anymore? Oh my gosh. Just like the geometric patterns that were out in the 90s, you know? You had like those big baggy parachute pants that had like a triangle pattern okay. on them. Or- Do you remember... <laughs> They weren't really parachute pants. Now we call them pajama pants, but they were like, you remember those? They were usually loud, like really loud. Not necessarily parachute pants, but like pajama pants and they had elastic at the ankle. I think that's what I'm talking about. They weren't quite as big as like MC Hammer parachute pants. Right. Um, But they they were so gaudy and... Uh-huh. So many people had those. I, I'm pretty sure you and I probably at I least didn't. had one pair. You, you see my mother letting me leave the house wearing those? <laughs> Never true. happened. Never that's happened. That's true. But I do have photographic evidence of you wearing some questionable stuff. <laughs> I didn't get to pick my own clothes. <laughs> Speaking of my personal style when I was young, mullets. <laughs> mullets, I guess, were cool then. I didn't get a choice. Oh, my God. They are not cool now. But but for some reason, especially... Especially the town that we're in, they're fucking making a comeback along with Crocs. Okay, we'd have to get way Explain off into some, to me. some political water to tackle that one. <laughs> and we don't do that on this show. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to say, parents, stop. They weren't cool then. They're not cool now. Please stop. I don't, I don't, okay, I don't understand where they leave it long on top. They leave it super long in the back and then it's like shaved to the skin, like two inches above their ears. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, I, I, why? <laughs> Why? Oh, uh, I wouldn't do that to the kids. In the summer, it's like 140 <laughs> degrees here. Why the fuck would you want long hair? Yeah, no. Uh, well, I mean, I don't. Obviously, I cut off all my hair. I know. So. <laughs> when you were like, hey, it's hot. I want to cut all my hair off. I'm like, cool, do it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't I don't know. But yeah, there's some really, really questionable shit that went on when we were kids. Oh, for fuck sure. So, are we ready to move on to the next one? Absolutely. All right. Have you ever experienced social pressure? More times than I can count. Um... I think for me, it's mostly, it was in the workplace um, at my previous employer. Because I spent about 20 years with the same company in retail and and got to a store manager level position. And uh, this was, this is, I don't want to name them because they love suing the shit out of people. Um, think the largest retailer that you can think of. <laughs> the largest one in the United States, maybe in the world that you can imagine, that's who it was. And uh, there was definitely a culture in the in their store manager clique. Um, they wanted you to dress a certain way. You needed to look a certain way. You needed to speak a certain way. Yeah. I used to say that he was two different was, people. Well, you had to be. You had to have almost a split personality, who you really were and then who you were there. Yeah. You never, I don't know. I, I didn't agree with, I didn't like it and I don't have to fuck with it anymore. So it's all good. <laughs> but yes, yes, I have. Were they, you were instant, you were instantly judged. Like when we had meetings off somewhere, like they, they sent us to Indianapolis one year, you walk into a room and you're, it's almost like um, American Psycho. Like you're instantly judged based on what you're wearing, what kind of haircuts you've got. You know what I mean? Like all of the other store managers were measuring you up. So based on, I don't know, did you get eggshell business cards or whatever? <laughs> it was toxic as fuck. And it was, it, it, and it's terrible for the people that have to work for that company as well. Cause it tends to kind of filter down. So it's some bullshit.
bullshit. At the place where I'm at now, like you show up and you do a good job, you're good. That's it. And everybody dresses the same. Everybody dresses the same. And we all do basically the same job. So as long as you show up and you do your job well, that's all they care about. And I'm, I, I like that. I like it. It's, it's job performance. It's not what you look like or whether you got a Nike swoosh on your shoes or whatever. So that's mine. What's yours? <laughs> so nothing socially like in your formative years, like elementary, high school? So, all right. So I grew up in a really small town. and Oh, I know because I grew up in the same one. Well, you, I, I was there like my whole life. Yeah. And... In elementary school, you didn't. I didn't really run into that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, being a small town, everybody, everybody's. Fa- they did. You know, they worked at the local lumber yard, or they farmed, or they worked on a dairy. You know what I mean? It was very agricultural. So there wasn't anybody there that was really rich. And when we were kids, they didn't care. You know what I mean? There wasn't a division really. We all the kids basically. We all thought each other was poor, so it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And kids don't judge each other based on that, or at least they didn't used to. Maybe they do now. I think they do a lot more now. Um, but. You know, what you were wearing or whatever didn't matter as much then when I was really young. I guess that and and we worked the whole time while I was a kid, right? So judge my parents if you want to. I do. And but <laughs> but uh being poor, like we they, they had started a uh, like a landscaping company, which meant that starting in kindergarten, I took the morning classes because kindergarten used to just be half a day. And so I'd get out of school, I'd walk home because we just lived a couple blocks from the elementary and then wait for my mom to come pick me up. And I would be on a lawnmower for the rest of the day. So I mowed yards at the, the housing projects in that town. Yeah. Until about dark every day. And I did that every day. Like that was every day until I was, I don't know, 13, 14 years old when they finally got out of that. And then I went and got, an odd, I did odd jobs, you know, running tractors and shit like that. And of course, in, even when we were still mowing, doing the landscaping, thing. Like in the summer, my vacation was to go to my grandparents' house. Um, I'd go one week and then my brother would go the other week. And basically I went out there for a week just to do farm work, you know, hauling hay and shit. So it was a vacation, but it wasn't a vacation. I was just doing something different. But yeah, we worked all the time. So it didn't matter. And once I got old enough to pay taxes, I went and got a job. So even in high school, I didn't really necessarily experience that because I didn't socialize much. You know what I mean? Like I didn't go to school dances. I didn't do any of that shit. Um, I went to school and when I got out, I went to work. So I don't know. It's, it's, I've never been to a class reunion. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't leave anything there I need to go back for. So I, I just don't. Um, I know a lot of people have fond memories of high school and all that shit. I'm indifferent about it really. Um, that sounds really pathetic when I say it out loud, right? <laughs> there weren't any lasting friendships. I mean, I didn't, there wasn't anybody there that I care to reach out to. That sounds terrible, doesn't it? I just didn't make friends that I stuck with. You're talking the person has one friend so, left from those days. Yeah. One. <laughs> and that's something we've tried to explain to the kids. Like, you know, you're making friends in high school and you're letting these kids really tear you up over what they think and what they say. And the odds that you're going to carry those people with you after, very slim. It's probably not going to happen. You know, maybe one or two that you maintain contact with. Maybe. But in all likelihood, none. There will be none. Um, And that's how it was for me. I don't know. I didn't experience a lot of social pressure when I was that age. It It didn't happen until I got into a professional environment. You know what I mean? When you're wearing khakis and button ups and yeah, <laughs> they talk shit about kids all day long. Those grown ass men with comb overs are some of the most judgmental motherfuckers you'll ever meet. They're fucking awful. Yeah. So I, I did like, unfortunately it's kind of like you said before, like in elementary school, everybody's friends with everybody for the most part, you know, you don't necessarily go to middle school and high school being friends with the same people you started being friends with. Luckily for us, Isabel has, she's had the same little friend for the last four years since she started school. And I think that that's wonderful. But that's not really common anymore. Kids 
kids today seem to have it a lot fucking harder than we did because kids are judging for from a much younger age now and and that's because of having shitty parents yeah well i don't know i mean i had sort of the same group that i kind of hung out with all the way to the end but to be fair my graduating class was 21 kids (laughs) so i mean there were more of us than that but some of the girls had gotten pregnant and weren't in school anymore there were a couple of them in jail not the girls just kids There were a few of them that weren't in the United States anymore. So, yeah. Well, it's not that uncommon. We don't live in a huge town now. Yeah. But anyway. Where were you going with that? Yeah. More and more now, you know, and, and we're protective parents. We absolutely are. But at the same time, we've always raised our kids to be friendly to everyone because you don't know what everybody's situation is. You don't know what their walk of life is. You don't judge a book by their by its cover, right? We've, we've always raised the kids that way. So that's, and you guys have heard it here on the show. That's why Aiden tends to be more outgoing going friendly approachable because he will just talk to anybody he doesn't he doesn't care you know he, he he's that kid sitting there and if somebody says something about D across the room he looks over you like D? let's talk D? you know he's he's always been very personable with his peers but unfortunately he has himself run into bullying through his throughout his life because aiden's not a jock he's purely academic always has been and because of that reason when he was in elementary and middle school you had all the boys that were the jocks you know for some reason weekend warrior dads would have their boys playing football from the time they were big enough to walk because woohoo texas and those boys wouldn't have anything to do with aiden because aiden liked to read and collect bugs and you know make models of stuff and that just didn't jive with the boys that he went to school with so as a result he really didn't have a lot of friends he loved he loves people and wants to make friends and thankfully now since we have moved here he has has met what you know he has found more kids in a bigger populated area that share his interests more than he had in this little podunk town we were in yeah i'm wondering if there's anybody out there that hears this they could explain to me that toxic dad culture that surrounds sports like i've never understood that my dad didn't do that to me he was like if you want to play sports great play sports you want to mm-hmm. go out and throw a ball around in the backyard that's cool we'll do that if you want to go do something else that's cool too and that's kind of how it was with aiden like if you want to play football great play football if you want to do baseball do baseball but if you want to go play catch we'll do that you know we'll practice whatever yeah. we never but forced it on him. You do what you want to do because I'm not the one that's having to go out there and, and do it. So because yeah, you played. if it makes you happy, yeah, I played football. Yeah, but you but didn't I force be- it on I him. I played because I wanted to play. Yeah. And if he didn't want to play, that's cool. He doesn't want to play. I don't, I don't care. It's his choice. Yeah, he played one year and decided but, it wasn't for him and moved on. Like I'm thinking of one kid in particular, and you know who I'm talking about, that his dad was such a fucking asshole to him on baseball. Mm-hmm. I know. And it's like, so how big a failure were you at this? that you're putting that much pressure on a child. This kid was what, seven, eight years old, nine years old at the time? Yeah. I'm like, you piece of shit. You're pushing all your bullshit off on this little kid because you didn't get to live your dream or whatever. I just, I've never understood that. I've never understood the importance that they place on sports. I get it. You learn teamwork and you learn all this shit. You know what a lot of those kids learn? They learn how to hate their dad because he's a dick because they didn't hit the ball or they didn't score a touchdown or they didn't whatever. God damn, guys, it's a fucking game. It's a game. And they play it for free all the time. It's not that fucking big a deal. Yeah. It's a game. Yeah. I don't, it, anyway. So, I, I, so maybe somebody can explain to me why that is a thing. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't either. I didn't, I said, I, the, 
pressure that I experienced was mostly because I was an introvert. I didn't talk to people a lot. I didn't know what to talk to people about. And I, I've always kind of marched to the beat of my own drummer, you know? And that's not to say I didn't find friends because I did, but I placed so much importance at the time of getting a boyfriend or wearing what the other girls my age were wearing and wanting to fit in with everybody else. And finally, about junior year or so, when I made friends with my best friend, Mary, um, I finally said, fuck it. I'm just going to do what makes me happy. And that's when, <laughs> that's when my goth period, I guess, started because I started just really getting into the things that I liked and didn't care what anybody thought. And as a result, I had much more fun my junior and senior year and have more, I had better memories during that period than when I had, than what I had in middle school and my early years of high school. You know, you just, and this is something I tell the kids all the time, like, who gives a shit? Who gives a shit what they think? Who are they? You know? And I would like to say that once you become adult, that's not a thing anymore. But unfortunately, it just fucking is. The, the asshole kids that you went to school with grow up to be assholes, unfortunately. Yeah, a lot of the times, adult, the adults are worse than children a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And it's so sad. It's just assholes raising assholes raising assholes. We just got a big line of assholes. <laughs> yeah. We tend to just kind of stay in our own bubble here, the five of us. Aiden and London do go out socially sometimes. Like I said, they, they do have friends that they hang out with, but they're not into the big scenes of what the population popular kids are doing. They just kind of go off and do their own thing. Like Aiden, you, you know, he has his D&D days with his friends and, you know, I've always, I've, I've just told them like, who gives a shit? Yeah. You, you do you. Don't worry about them because they're going to be those adults that are later drinking themselves to death or, you know, on marriage number 10 because they're insanely unhappy people. And, yeah. I, and that's not me, by the way, that's not me placing judgment on anybody because I don't know what everybody's situation is, but I'm saying all those people that you grew up thinking, well, they don't don't have any problems at all because they have money or they have this or that. They have a, a leg up, basically. They're just as unhappy in most cases. Yeah, it's just like a wise man on a bus once said, you think you got problems? My dog just coughed up a finger. <laughs> what movie was that? He was Talladega Nights. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> anyway, um, all right, so on to the last question. Yeah. So, thanks, Karima. Thanks. <laughs> I'm glad you asked an easy question. I appreciate that. Appreciate you aiming low for me, keeping it simple. Have you ever experienced, no, if you can change one thing in society, what would it be? I have more than one, unfortunately. I don't know. I don't know how to, I don't know how to answer this question without it sounding like a Miss America pageant answer. (laughs) Mine's pretty quick. Should I get you your tiara now or later? Yeah, I want my roses and I'll cry a little. Um, (laughs) Honestly, I think everybody should be more Canadian. (laughs) Like that's the stereotype, right? Is that they're really polite and they're nicer to people than seemingly every American is to anyone else. Um, and I mean, maybe that's just stereotype. I'm sure there's assholes up there too. But I think if I could change one thing, it would be to get rid of the hate that people have for other people just because they're different, right? Like the people talk about what's all world hunger or world peace or whatever. I'm pretty sure that if everybody just stopped being assholes to each other, they could work those things out. You know what I mean? Like if people just didn't have to be dicks, then there wouldn't be a reason to have a war, right? So that, that problem's kind of solved. And then people would probably be more inclined to share because they're not busy being dicks to each other. So I feel like if there was just less hate out there, that a lot of our other problems would kind of go away on their own. Right. A lot of... And I'd like to thank the Academy. (laughs) 
a lot of the problems we have in society, I that's the overall thing about it, but it, it branches off into so many things, like the things that we normally don't talk about on this show, for instance. So I'll, I'll go into some of those because like I said, there's, there's more than one that I have. And um, to start out with, like I, I brought it up earlier, work culture. Like how many countries out there, maybe some listening, they don't place as much importance on you have to work yourself to death. That's what you do. You're born, you work, you die. You know, we have made joke after joke after joke about let's move to Sweden or let's move wherever here where these people or Finland where people have a better quality of life because they're not placing so much importance on the grind every day. Now that I can agree with that. I work to make a living. I don't live to make work. Yes. That was something I talked about last week. Work to live, not live to work. And unfortunately, there's too many people. um, Sorry, your your mother is included in that. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, no, that's what you do. And I'm one of those people that I want to live and I want to experience life and everything that it has to offer, not just fucking working myself to the bone every day. Now, unfortunately, us as well as millions of other Americans and beyond are in that position right now where unfortunately the cost of living is so high that we don't have a choice. You know, I was able to go 16 years of my adult life not having to work because we were in a position where I could do that. But unfortunately, things for us changed and I'm no longer in that position. And oh my God, just trying to figure the work culture out again has been, it's a steep learning curve. Imagine high school, but with more wrinkles. (laughs) That's, that's all it is. That's one of the things I like about where I'm at now is that the other the other drivers, the other route drivers, don't we don't judge each other based on anything, right? We all do the same job. Mm-hmm. We all show up, we go bust our asses for 12, 13, 14 hours until we're done, and then we go home. I mean, we're all in the same boat. Right. And so it's, I don't know, it's, in, it's an interesting dynamic. Everybody kind of gets along, which is kind of nice. I don't know. Even though the work is, is hard and very, very physical, it's a million times more physical than the retail thing. But I had so much more stress. Um, in retail, it was it, yeah, it was it was so much worse than what I'm doing now. Even with the the physicality of what I do, I would I will take that over the stress of managing 350 people and dealing with having 17 bosses and executives and other store managers. F- fuck all those people. <laughs> So that's a, that toxic work culture, I, I will call that. Because like you will, you were saying a few minutes ago about oh, what's lunch. I don't take lunch. But I remember you telling me at one point, like legally, if you work so many hours, they're supposed to give you. Yeah, they're supposed to provide at least, what, 30 minutes. Yeah. But there are a lot of people who basically want to live at their jobs. Like they're there before the business opens. They stay there long after it closes. And I'm like, don't you have a family you want to get to? Yeah, but okay. So let me let me clarify my situation. Um, when I my route, my, my whole day is you get your route done, right? You don't go home till your route's done. So the more often you stop, then like if I take a th- if I stop for thirty minutes and eat, then that's thirty minutes that gets added to the end of my day, right? So the faster I move and the longer I just keep going, the faster I can get home, right? And that's that's why when anybody's with me and they're like, "So when are we eating lunch?" I'm like, "Fuck you, say don't use that kind of language with me, boy." <laughs> Sorry, I'm one of those people. <laughs> like, I'm one of those people that's like, when am I getting lunch? If because... you wanted, if you wanted lunch, you should have packed a goddamn sandwich because we're not stopping for shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm one of those people. Well, then you better pack a sandwich because we're not stopping. (laughs) No, because I feel like, 
I feel like it's important to get that just a few minutes to stretch your legs for one, decompress, clear your head for a minute, and just take that breath before you have to go back in and do the other fucking half of your day. I feel like you should at least get that. But unfortunately, that seems to be becoming less and less and less. Okay. Again, to clarify, it's not that they don't allow it. I choose not to take it. Yeah, no, no. I'm not talking so, about you. I'm not yeah, singling yeah, no, you no, no, out. No. I'm just I just, I don't want that. I don't want anybody to think that the company that I work for is telling me that I can't because that's not the situation. For me, it's the choice that I make mm-hmm. because I want to get my shit done faster so that I can go home. <laughs> that's yeah. That's what it's all about is getting to the finish line. And I get that there's people out there who love their job. That's where they want to be. You know, maybe you're not married or have kids or whatever, and your career is everything, and you want to be the best that you can be. I applaud you. That's that's wonderful. You know, and that should be your choice if that is your choice. But that's a young person's game right there. But trying to manage a work home life balance, if you are married and have kids and you have responsibilities outside of your job, I feel like more companies need to accommodate to that. Yeah, but that's like for me personally, that's the reason I leave it. Fuck, it's early in the morning (laughs) is because I've got a family and so I can get home at a decent hour because realistically, I don't have to leave as early as I do. But oh, I know I leave early. I get started early. I get back earlier. Yeah. Well, except on Fridays, I get fucked on Fridays every Friday. Yeah. Friday's the day that I'll leave with like 30 stops and 200 cases and 100 kegs on the truck and it fucking sucks. Yeah. (laughs) But unfortunately, you still have some people out there. Like, I remember this too from when I was a kid that if you got sick at school or you had an emergency come up, there was just no getting a hold of your parents, period. They had to work. They couldn't leave work. You had to either A, tough it out, or you had to go stay with somebody else. That That's how it was. Like I said, I, I am used to being around for my kids when they need me. Yeah, but now that has changed completely and it's changed. Like for our kids in high school, it's like, well, so you've already missed two days this semester. So if you miss another day because you're legitimately sick, you may not get credit for your class and your parent that has to come pick you up, that attendance occurrence is probably going to count against them for going to take care of a sick child. I don't understand that. Yeah. Like there's probably not, I don't know, if you work for a company that would grind to a screeching fucking halt because one person goes to pick up their sick kid, let me know. Because I don't think there's one out there. I'm not but they suggesting all act, that. No, but I'm saying they all act like it is. Yeah. Like if you've got to go do something and take care of something, the company that you work for acts like it's the end of the goddamn world. But they do. They but, really do. And these are the same companies that would replace you tomorrow. But that's that's another thing about the company I work for. If you're like, hey, I got an appointment. They're like, cool. Go take, go do it. Go do it. Mm-hmm. Go do what you got to do. And then finish your route when you come back. Yeah. Like they're, they're chill about it. You still have to get your job done, but they don't count it against you if you have to go take care of something as long as you come back and finish your job. And there's no fucking judgment. And they don't give a shit. They're just like, no, do what you got to do. Just get your job done. Yeah. I had to miss a day last week because London had a stomach virus. And oh man, I was met with hostility. Even though these are the same people that when I had my interview, I said, look, I've got kids or whatever. And they were like, oh, but yeah, sweetie, we've got kids too. We get it. And we're going to work with you. Blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, oh, these guys are great. They're really down to earth. They get it. Child has stomach virus. And I get these go to hell looks and and I'm sure you're faking it looks and for what? Like, I wouldn't lie about that. I mean, maybe there are people out there who would take advantage of it, but I wanted to look at them again and go, I've got kids, dude. 
I told you this. You've been new. Like, it's not a surprise. Kids get sick. I have three of them. One of them's bound to get sick at some point, you know? See, and that just, I don't, I, I that's how it was when I was in retail, right? I mean, you got a store, there's literally a hundred other people in the building, but they act like the whole company is going to go fucking bankrupt if you go home today. Uh-huh. Like, are you shitting me? I contribute that much? I should get paid more, motherfucker. Right. <laughs> like, if everything if I I'm, do hinges, you know, on the success this of this company's company. success hinges yes. on me, why am I not making more money? Right. <laughs> That's just like, but that's how they act. Yeah. Um, but yeah, again, at my, at my job, like if I called my boss and was like, hey, so tomorrow I need to be off by a certain time. I'm going to go ahead and come in. Can you throw me some help so I can knock my shit out before then and get home and, and go do what I need to do? He'd be like, yeah, cool. Hell, there's a good chance that he would show up to help me get it knocked out by that time. So I I feel like I'm in a good place. Now, I know you don't care for what I'm doing right now, but. <laughs> um, it's, it's means to an end. Yeah. So I'm learning to be okay but with it. But I'm just saying not every company out there is like that because I've seen both sides of it now. Uh, the difference is is that the company I worked for before was public. They're on the stock market. They're Fortune 500 and the company I'm at now, they're privately owned. They're a huge company, um, but they're still privately owned. They haven't gone public with stock and all that shit yet. So they can still manage their shit without having to keep board directors or shareholders happy. And I think that's the difference mm-hmm. is that they don't have to do anything but be successful. And there's a big difference out there. But I would say, if, you know, like what you do, you yeah, know. It's important. It is important. Uh, there's a lot of people I know that say, well, your happiness, you know, uh, my mom was always a big believer in my happiness and mental health and well-being needs to come first. And over the years, I have heard a lot of people say, well, that's bullshit. It doesn't matter what you want. It doesn't matter if you're happy. Your responsibilities come first. And I have never agreed with that. I, okay. You get to do that if you're single, right? If you're a single person, you have no kids, no spouse, no real responsibilities. And you want to say, I'm going to put my happiness and what I want above everything else. That's cool. You do you. But at some point you get married and you're, ha- you're, you're helping another person and you have kids and now you have people that you have to take care of. Your happiness in my, in my view is not as important as taking care of those kids. You do what the hell you got to do to take care of those kids. That's just me. Well, I've always thought you can't take care of anybody else until you take care of yourself. So I understand that, but <laughs> if those kids don't have a place to live, Oh, I know. I, I get what you're saying. If you can't buy groceries, yeah, then your happiness means dick. You need to take care of those children. Right. Yeah. I get. I get what you're saying. I see both sides of that. But the next thing, you know, obviously, women's rights have taken a huge blow this year. That's an. That's another thing that I would change if I could. But I'm not going to go before everybody starts clutching their pearls. I'm not going to go the direction that you think I'm going to go with this. Okay. So even though we are saying as women we need to band together and support each other, pick each other up. It's still not happening. It's still not a thing that's happening. In my former job, there was a huge, huge, it was a toxic place to work in. I knew on day one of my job that it wasn't going to work out. What is this face? I'm just smiling. I'm smiling because I know exactly what you're talking about. Because (laughs) I would be like in my office and and have some of my managers in there. And, you know, depending on what it was, it's all about girl power. We're going to band together. We're going to do this stuff till one of them leaves. And then all the rest of it instantly start talking shit about the one that just walked out. Yes. It's not like, God damn, so yes. much for sisterhood. Y'all are just shredding this person. They're not even in the room to defend themselves. I don't trust any of you anymore. 
like, what do y'all say about me when I leave? Holy shit. Yeah. I knew from day one that I wasn't going to fit in there. I get that if you're with a certain group that you work with and maybe you've worked together for several years or longer, that you're going to have attachments and friendships and working relationships with those people. But I don't get this thing about, I don't know if it's, I mean, and, and, and I'm not trying to sound any kind of a way here. I don't know if it's feeling threatened by new people or be feeling threatened by other females, but I'm like the quietest person. I just want to do a good job. I want to learn everything that I can learn. I'm basically in there being your gopher. Like, you need this done? Sure. Tell me how to do it. I'll go do it. I, I want to do a good job. But I went in there and I was like, look, I really, I just graduated. I really don't have a lot of experience with this. And what I got met with was, that's cool. That gives us an opportunity to train you the way we like to do things and we can teach you how it's going to be done. That's not what I got at all. <laughs> Again, the interview that I had and what uh, ex expectation versus reality was completely different. So the reality of that was that they were annoyed that I didn't learn things in the first week because they'd show you how to do a thing one time and expect that you were going to know that again next week. Like, no, it doesn't work that way. The way I learn is through repetition and hands-on. If I'm sitting and watching you do it, I'm not going to learn how to do it. I have to be doing it myself and I have to be doing it several times in order to pick it up. So that would start making my coworkers annoyed because I was not just grasping this, even though these women had been doing this for a decade or more. They were annoyed that this person who never had any experience didn't automatically know how to do it. And so I would start getting the sighs and the eye rolls and the little whispers and that I was trying to have a thick skin about it and be like, okay, you know, I'll get better and maybe, you know, maybe eventually these these women will be my friends or whatever. No, that didn't happen at all. It would turn into, well, then at lunch, I would go and try to sit with them. They would not talk to me. They wouldn't try to get to know me, ask me any questions, ask, you know, so do you have kids or how long have you been doing this? What was school like? You know, what are your interests? They were talking to each other and I was sitting there like, I don't know what the fuck to say, you know? And so that's not how you form relationships with people. And so I felt ostracized from jump and it started getting to point where where I was dreading going into work every day. So again, this was not the job I wanted to do. I wanted to be a phlebotomist, but unfortunately I had to take what I could get at the moment. So going to work every day and just TMI <laughs> for a second here, I was getting sick in my stomach every single day at work because my anxiety and stress was up that high. So when the finally called me and said, we would like to offer you a position. A, it was more money. <laughs> B, it was a shift that was more conducive to me having children and responsibilities. It was a no-brainer. I'm getting to do what I want to do. I'm getting paid more to do it. And I'm going to be home for my kids. What's to say no about? So I went to my boss and I said, look, I don't want there to be any animosity here, but I'm taking a position that will be better for my family. And I could see just the complete change in personality as soon as I told her. Like, this was a woman who didn't like me to begin with, but she did that fakey nice thing to me, you know, where she's go she's gonna be professional or whatever because she has to be. But as soon as I told her that, you kind of, I don't know, I guess it's just the times that we're living in, but you kind of hope in the back of your mind that they're gonna say, I wish you the best of luck. I hope that this works out for your family. We hate to see you go, but, you know, I understand if this isn't a good fit. That is not what I got at all. Uh, and maybe that was just wishful thinking on my part, I guess. You know what? 
what I was used to ask people when they would come and give me their notice or whatever in a in a low stress kind of thing. Let's let's go to the office. We'll sit down, and have a coke. Right. Mm-hmm. What made you decide to leave? And a lot of people don't take the time to understand that. Right. Are you leaving because you don't get along with the people here? Because if so, even if you still leave, that's something that I can work on. Right. Are you leaving because of working conditions? That's something I need to know. Because even if you still leave and if you leave, I wish you the best of luck. That's still something I need to work on. Right. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people don't do that. They just get bitchy like yeah. yours did. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes it's just a better opportunity, in which case you shake their hand, you wish them all the luck in the world and they go on and it's yes. fine because it's not the end of the goddamn world. People come and people go. But some people like your former boss, they take it so fucking personally. Like it's not personal. Like even if you had liked working there, if had called you back, you probably still would have left. Yes. It's still the thing you went to school for. It's still better hours and it's still more money. There's no reason to stay. There's no reason for her to be a bitch about it either. If somebody takes a step to better themselves, be happy for them. Yeah. Be Canadian. Don't be a dick. <laughs> so, At some point, I'm going to have to go to Canada to find out if that's real or if I'm just perpetuating <laughs> a negative stereotype. So I had that conversation with her and of course, like I said, she got pissed immediately, but she tried to keep her composure about her. I could tell at least that much. But the next day when I went back to work, she had told all the other women in the office. So after that, I was being gotten onto every few minutes for ridiculous stuff. I was getting in trouble for doing things that every other employee in there was doing. I was getting gotten onto in front of people that I shouldn't have been getting gotten onto in front of. And I was getting made fun of. I was getting whispered about. Even got my voice raised at once for doing nothing. It was ridiculous. My last day at my job, I was crying at my desk, probably for a solid 10 to 15 minutes, just sitting there crying. And I know that they knew about it and they were sitting back there laughing. So women... there's any women listening. What is the matter with you? I get that there's just going to be bitches out there you don't like. I, I get it. I really do. Um, But at the end of the day, that's still a human being. There's still a human being with feelings. And you can sit there and all you want. And I know people like this in my personal life. I know people are like, well, you just need to get a tougher fucking skin. You need to stop being a baby. You need to grow up and realize that this is how the world is. No, it does not have to be that way. You don't have to be a bitch. You can choose to rise above and you can choose to be a good person instead of making somebody cry at their desk and thinking that it's hilarious. Yeah, I, I would say I've got a pretty thick skin. Like doing what I did for 20 years, you kind of have to because especially customers, anyone that's worked in retail or especially in the service industry, like waiting tables, stuff like that, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Customers are the worst people in the fucking world and they will say the most hateful shit because you're not a human to them. And it doesn't matter if you're the manager, it doesn't matter if you're a stalker or the waitress or the whatever. You're not human anymore because you work in a service profession and they will say the most awful shit. And so you you have to kind of get used to taking it <laughs> to an extent. But I've heard that before too. Like, well, you need to get a thicker skin. Well, maybe people should just stop being dicks. Maybe common courtesy should just be a thing. Yeah, yeah. Let's normalize not being assholes. So that's all you're trying to do is you're trying to normalize people being dicks to each other and saying that this is, it's just how it is and it's okay. No. It's not really okay. Like you could treat people with respect and that would be better than me just, or anybody, anybody Mm -hmm. just having to learn to take abuse from motherfuckers. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. That makes me mad. I'm not, I'm not (laughs) being unrealistic into thinking that everybody's going to like everybody. That's not realistic. Yeah. But even if you don't like somebody, you don't have to be antagonistic towards them. You don't have to be an asshole. You can still treat them with respect. You can be respectful and professional and still not like somebody. I do it all the time. 
yeah, you're, you're not going to go hang out socially after work, but at least don't create a work environment where that person's going to go into work every day getting sick at their stomach because they dread being there. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm going into my new job a little nervous, a little gun shy because I'm terrified that I'm going to deal with this again. I'm really hoping not because I'm going to be in a lab with a bunch of nerds, which is my, my dream. That's why I started this. You know, I have aspirations to end up being a lab assistant at some point. So that's the goal. And, but on the other hand, I'm excited to go because maybe, maybe that job didn't work out because that's not where I'm supposed to be. I'm not a religious person. I don't believe in, you know, all the juju stuff, but part of me believes maybe this job didn't work out because it's not where I'm supposed to be. Maybe this job was always meant to be my job and it's the one that's going to stick till retirement. Well, you know, realistically, (laughs) if you had stayed there at some point, you would have just turned into one of them. Or I would have said something and gone fired. Hmm. More (laughs) more than likely, you would have just turned into one of them. At some point, you would have stuck around long enough for them to accept you. And then it would have been a group thing against whoever the next new person was. I've seen it happen a lot. I mean, I'm just saying. That's what I'm saying. That's not me. I don't do that. I'm that person that looks at them like, are you serious right now? Why are you being this way? So it's more than likely what would have happened was I would have gotten to a point where I was like, look, you don't fuck and talk to me that way and then fuck the shit I'm out yeah. is what would have happened. Well, that's what already happened. <laughs> well, I had another job to right, back that up. Right. I'm saying even if so, I hadn't had one to back it up, that would have happened anyway. So back to Karima's question, Ashley. That was Karima's question. If you could change one thing <laughs> in society, what would it be? That was it. What is your one thing? Start treating others with kindness. So we gave same answer. Awesome. High five. <laughs> Again, there's other things that go into that. Like, don't bash somebody because they have a different religion than you. Don't bash somebody because they have a different sexual preference than you do. Don't bash somebody because they have a different skin color than you do. People need to start being kinder to people in general, no matter what. You don't tell people they're going to hell because they're gay. You don't talk badly about somebody behind their back based on stereotypes about their race. You don't tell somebody that your religion is better than their religion. Like, fuck all of that. It it just seems like, in general, people look for reasons to fight just to fucking fight. And why? Why do we need that? I'm sorry. Maybe I'm a hippie, but... Because humans suck. We really kind of do. Humans suck. Dogs are better. (laughs) Absolutely. Dogs don't do that shit. I don't know. I guess that would be the other side of that. You ever get that thing where your dog just looks at you and takes a shit right in front of you, even though they're standing by the door? This is true. Dogs can be dicks too. (laughs) Probably if you had gotten up and let them out the first time, (laughs) they wouldn't do that. That's probably true. When they're looking you, when you're, when you're getting uncomfortable eye contact while they shit right in front of the door, (laughs) that is them telling you, this is what happens when you don't get off the couch and open the door. (laughs) But you would think that if animals can manage this, that we should be able to too. But anyway. But thank you for Karima for the questions. We all, you know, I don't care what Travis says. I love your questions. I love these deep thinking questions where, you know, we're forced to talk about things that are just not on the surface stuff. They make my head hurt. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And They're yeah, tough. We, they make me think a lot. And I don't, I don't know about that. We got a little long winded with them this month. But, yeah, you did. But hey, that's what happens when only one person sends you questions. So guys, what the fuck? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But as always, she's not kidding. As always, send us your questions if you want to hear what we have to say on the subject. Yeah, the more painful, the better. <laughs> Just throw it out there. Make them weird and uncomfortable. Just don't ask me anything about numbers because I'm not up on my Sesame Street right now. So, like counting, 
not so much a thing. I got the, I got an episode number wrong the other day when I was posting, and I was like, God damn it. Yeah, I did too. Don't feel bad. I did the same thing. Like, how did I, I forgot how to count. <laughs> the number of the day is, you got it wrong, motherfucker. That's the number. <laughs> so, a oh. couple of uh, quick channel announcements before we let you go. Obviously, we, you know, we've been doing counting down on our off months, but we are obviously coming back in October, and I stated several episodes of the show before that when we come back in October that we were going to start with horror adjacent and we were going to do Robocop. I'm going to make a retraction because the more I got to thinking about it, I'm like, you can't go into October spooky season and do fucking Robocop. What is the matter with you? I have no idea what's wrong with you. (laughs) So the way Travis and I talked about, especially in light of Halloween ends coming up. And it comes out when? On your birthday, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I think that we are going to go ahead and for the month of October, tackle the Halloween films we have not talked about yet, including Halloween ends, because like last year, or was it the year before? I think it was last year. Yeah. (laughs) Not only- It was when it came out. Not only is Halloween ends going to theaters, but it's also streaming again on Peacock. So that provides us the opportunity again to cover the film. We're going to spoil- Spoil the shit out of yes. it like the very next day. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe the not the very next, next day. day but, but yes, we are going to be covering the original, the OG, Halloween, Halloween 2, Halloween Resurrection. <laughs> and, and so for those of you who are wondering, that will be a solo episode <laughs> that only has Ashley. <laughs> no. <laughs> because guess who refuses to talk about Busta Rhymes fighting Michael Myers? That would be me. No, you're going to talk about it. Anyway, and Halloween ends. I'm going to have to bring back the beeper for that one. The beeper? What? Well, you know, when me and Kent had that moment and I had to beep some of it out. Oh, 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 okay. I thought you said beeper as in Justin. I was like, what? I'm not beeper. What are you thinking about? (laughs) Not that. I may have to, that episode may have to be heavily edited (laughs) for my content. Anyway, the next announcement is going to be that uh, after many months of talking about it, Travis and I have decided that we're finally going to launch our Patreon in October. Yeah, so the entry level is $1,000 a month. <laughs> For your $1,000 a month, you get all of our regular content and a headshot of me. Okay. He's kidding. So the second He's tier kidding. is $2,000 a month. And at that level, you get everything in the <laughs> below packages. Plus, I'll call you on your birthday and say happy birthday. <laughs> He's kidding. Yes, I am. Yeah, we're we are going to be doing entry-level stuff that, you know, if you want to, obviously, you don't have to, to support the show. You, you guys listening is a tremendous amount of support enough, believe me. But if you want to, we're going to be giving that option, you know, with some with some small tiers, nothing, nothing huge, nothing scary. But yeah, we're kind of kind of excited about it. And hopefully we're going to be throwing some bonus content in there too. Maybe some goodies. We've been, you know, going back and forth with different ideas. So look forward to that in October. <laughs> and that'll be 100% on you. That's all you, baby. Oh, because not only doing the show and editing the show and all that. That's all you, baby. <laughs> oh my God. I believe in you. Ah, uh, lazy ass. But at any rate. That's going to wrap it up for this month's episode of Pillow Talk. Yes, it is. And we will be back in October with 1978's Halloween. Woohoo! Finally. <laughs> Enough foreplay. Let's get to the fucking. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we love you guys. Take care. Bye. 
Well, that's just what we call pillow talk, baby.